welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? I'm Chris Santamassimo, the host of the podcast. You can reach us at thethinkfactory.com to talk about recording your own episode. Today, I'm excited to introduce Kevin Borkwin, who's with Cyber Graphics in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, Kevin is the VP of Operations at the company. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. So, you know, Kevin, Cyber Graphics may not be a company that a lot of folks know, but I would love to learn a little bit about you and the company and the interesting work that you're doing on the branding side, and including on brand protection. So Cyber Graphics, uh, headquartered in Memphis, Tennessee, operate five sites across the country, Nashville, Tennessee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Cleveland, Ohio, and Nina, Wisconsin. And our focus is on protecting brands in the, in the pre-media space. And so if you kind of look at our history, where we've come from, we were born out of a wide web flexible packaging printer that wasn't getting the service they needed from the industry and realized they had talent uh, in the organization to generate the graphics and, and printing plates that they needed to serve that to serve that market space. So they spun us off as an independent company. Uh, our family company is the Bryce Corporation, B-R-Y-C-E Corporation. So anagram of Bryce is cyber, C-Y-B-E-R. So they operate just as an independent company from the late 80s. And in the early 90s, they spun us off as a completely independent company, uh, servicing them as well as gave us a mission to grow our business and, and help help the industry outside of that. So we've now serviced you know, the flexible market, offset market, digital, gravure uh, with high quality separations that give brands and, and converters alone the ability to deliver what they need to deliver on the on the store shelf, which is predictable, consistent, high quality, repeatable packaging. Yeah. So when you talk about the food space in particular, you got some pretty you know, specific and detailed legal requirements in terms of what you got to have on the packaging and and how the graphics all works. But at the same time, balance the branding uh, needs yes. of the customer, right? Exactly. We can, we work in the in the space. You know, salty food, snacks is is big for us. Pet foods, uh, over the counter pharmaceuticals, uh, candies and confections, and all those have a legal requirements from the FDA or the um, or the USDA on on what they can say and how they say it and where it has to locate on the packaging. And we deal with multinational global brands, but we also deal with some small mom and pop brands that are, you know, developing new products and, and innovating in the in the space. And so we have to have the knowledge base of delivering, raising those flags when we when we feel that the graphics and informational content doesn't meet up to the government standards. So they don't get held liable for a recall or, or misleading the customer. And at the same time, we can balance that with the ultimate brand, right? That's the most important thing to track that customer's attention uh, on the store shelf or, or nowadays online. How do you take a package and, and make it perform on, on, in an online retail space, uh, which is becoming an added service uh, for what we do in, on a daily basis? You know, and I think we take as consumers, we take packaging for granted sometimes because when you buy a product is the first thing that you discard. But it's really got a major effect on uh, product selection or consumer behavior when it comes to selecting a product. We usually we, we like to refer to that here is stomach share. So we're given as consumers walk down the, the aisles, they're often given 20 to 30 different choices of what they're going to what they're going to choose. And packaging plays a huge role in, in how that influences that decision. Um, so it's important for us to work with brands and helping them control 
their product. And their brand is not just in one packaging space. It's in flexo bags. It's in stand-up pouches. It's in labels. It's in shrink sleeves. Um, it's in folding carton. Uh, and all those different processes need to look and feel consistent on the store shelf where that breeds some level of, of vision of quality that doesn't meet the consumer's need. Uh, and so when when you trust a, a brand protector like CyberGraphics, what we're doing is working in all your print, me- print medium needs, knowing that Flexo or Offset is just one microsystem of what you're kind of working on and making sure that we can deliver content, position, content, color, so it all looks the same across that billboard effect on the on, on the store shelf. And so you the brand, the customers know what brands are after. Customers know uh, when they can look and see um, a package instantaneously know that it's this brand. That's where my loyalty relies on. That's the important piece, right, in terms of uh, consistency of messaging and consistency of color and appearance that has got to be top of mind for a company like yours. Yes. Correct. We're we're always working with brands to help them understand, set standards, communicate those quality standards to them and their converting partners, and then working with the converting partners to deliver solutions, whether it's measurement technology, quality reporting, different media, different screening, to help deliver and make their jobs as easy as possible to put that on press and run to the numbers, run at high efficiency, so they can deliver that product, that converted product, uh, back to the brand. And they can get it on the store shelf. Speed to market is, is extremely important uh, in today in today's market to deliver what the customer needs. You know, and people outside your industry, I don't think uh, in all cases appreciate how precise you need to be with everything from coloring to font to letter and how it really impacts the brand. You know, red is not the same red and orange is not the same orange for everybody. So that's got to be part of your brand protection strategy, I would think, right? Yeah. Just making you know, sure that consistency is there. Consistency is there, understanding what the ultimate target is, what we communicate that target, how we communicate that target. And the industry's done a really, really good job in the last decade of really getting a control of that, uh, whether we're looking at, you know, CXF standards on how we communicate color, how we can bed those in PDFs and have uh, rips use them when they proof. We can have ink making systems use those. So there is no ambiguity when it comes to what we're, what we're after, what the brand's after. And even pushing that further upstream into the designers, how do they know what colors they're supposed to use and which ones are how they're supposed to be used and what it's going to look like if they try to do something crazy with all the tools that uh, Adobe and other other manufacturers give them um, to design something visual pleasing that helps those brands excel in that first moment of truth. Yeah. And why do, why do you think uh, brands uh, should really embrace uh, the way that you deal with or, or develop packaging? Like, what's the magic there? Uh, for us, it's it's control, right? If in the past we see, uh, well, I've got my five different products. They're printed in different ways at different converters. Well, I'm just going to let that converter handle their particular package uh, and how that is produced on press and the quality managed. And you're ultimately relying on five different suppliers that don't, they're not talking to each other. And they may not even know who the other people are. And what you wind up with is is a lack, a lack of control, a lack of consistency, and a lack of repeatability. So partnering with a, uh, with a pre-media company that's looking out for the whole brand to deliver that and communicating to the different parties about what, what's going to go. We have the expertise. Your expertise is in in creating something, whether it's a product or a, a look and feel of a package. Our expertise is 
tearing that apart and then putting it back together in very concise pieces that we know exactly how we're going to control. We're micromanaging dots and colors and and surface screenings and and everything that goes into producing a package and then delivering that to the converter so they can ultimately be successful. That All that does is, A, and introduce speed to market and eliminates costs from the supply chain and that everybody is benefits when that happens. You hit on something really interesting. You know, I understand repeatability, consistency, brand protection in that regard, but you also talked about taking cost out just because of the consistency, right? Yeah. So you're talking about less waste, faster make ready, um, less revision cycles. Um, you reduce the risk of, of product recalls or, or product having incorrect information or even, you know, worst case scenario, having a package design and you can't convert it into a package. Um, those types of, of situations, you know, wreak havoc on, on delivering something to the store. And you, you think about what brands do. They spend a lot of money on product and packaging before they even get to generate any sales on the store shelf. So making sure it's right the first time is of utmost importance. Uh, and it, doing that in a, in a methodical, high quality, high service way is, is, is the only way you're going to drive costs out. Right. You mentioned recalls, too. You know, when you think about risk management, uh, I, I don't think people appreciate all the time uh, what it means to do a recall and how expensive it is. And just a minor typo on a package could create the need for a recall. Uh, most of the time, companies are not insured for it either because recall insurance is really expensive and it's not that easy to use. But, you know, absent some kind of insurance protection, it's a really expensive proposition. Yeah, we don't wish that on any of our uh, customers or competitors. Right. And I also think that it hurts the brand to have to say that you've got a recall out there on your brand because people wonder exactly. is that maybe they don't even pay, pay attention to the fact that it's a misprint and they consider it a quality issue, maybe, you know. Exactly. So what are some other brand protection strategies that uh, brands ought to be thinking about besides, you know, the consistency and the repeatability and the, the protection uh, issues that you guys raised already? Yeah, so some of the things that we kind of have focused on over the last couple of years is one is um, is round media. Um, so we see, and especially in the Flexo space, uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, need to a produce packaging that has seamless backgrounds. Um, it has needs long run length. So we're seeing some of the run lengths of some of the big pack, the big global brands are running massive quantities of package. And if you want to keep that consistent, we need some media that can deliver, um, really super long runs. Uh, we've got packaging that uses caustic chemicals, um, for glues and, and, and varnishes. We've got, um, packaging that is, uses really coarse pigments to deliver something on the on the market shelf that draws the attention. Uh, and so we've invested heavily uh, in the last probably five years in, in laser engraving. Uh, so we're using a high-powered laser to engrave a variety of elastomers to deliver ink or some you know, treatment to film, board, whatever it is, to deliver a – make the package function better in that, in that space. Uh, and what we're finding is some of those – uh, some of these medias, A, do a really good job at delivering this package. They run a really long time. Uh, we're seeing, you know, three to five X run lengths compared to traditional uh, photopolymer plates in the flexo space. In in terms of cost, when you're talking about seamless seamless backgrounds and seamless print, they're a fraction of the price of having a set of gear cylinders made. Uh, it's reducing your tooling uh, that you would need 
on press to have to mount plates. You can just it's no mounting cost going to, going to press. We're really seeing an explosion in this in this market space uh, and being able to deliver this product with really high end lasers. Um, the medias are are really really good. We're we're they're starting to develop different compounding that that allows us to engrave really small elements. Uh, both dots and surface screens. We're doing, um, like I said, we're doing stuff with printed electronics, flooring, mm-hmm. wallpaper, uh, package printing, package coating, form, you know, forms and putting glues down for different things. So it's a, it's a really, really wide market. Um, and with a, a product that fits really well in that space, being able to have a, giving that to a brand, uh, and have them run a package and get millions upon millions of impressions with little change to that particular that package as it runs is an important thing. Yeah, people don't appreciate how hard it is to print on a circular uh, thing, right? Yeah, especially when it's a hard, especially when it's a hard medium, right? Yes, putting yeah. that's one of the great things about Flexo is it can print on anything, um, right. but also creates some challenges on what what you can come up with in terms of design and, and its visuals. Can you translate that into a manufacturing process? Right. Um, and and every package is different. There's not you know we're not creating widgets. We're creating, you know, unique uh, pieces of art, as these designers like to like to call them, and, and being able to reproduce those in a manner which we can control is, um, you know, we got to use the, the tools available to us, mm-hmm. uh, and and this is one of those tools. This, this laser engraving on Elastomerse has opened the doors for us to pull business from gravure and, and do some things that we hadn't been able to do with with traditional polymer. But on the polymer side. Uh, what's also what we're also seeing a big move into is is using LED LED lights and exposure. Um, so you know it, for for a long time we've been we've been hitting you know polymer with light. Uh, we've been using bank light exposing units, um, and they those bulbs degrade over time, uh, mm-hmm. and we have to manage that. Pro- they have to manage that process. The bulbs are never as good as the first time you you turn them on. So we're often balancing a manufacturing process with time and energy and figuring out how that influences um, what the plates have to offer. At the same time, you know, we've, those, those bulbs are, are coated with chemicals that are being banned by some country governments. Uh, and they're becoming less and less available, becoming more and more expensive. And so as we've kind of looked at what the market's been doing, you know, LED is something that we, we firmly believe in. Um, we've been an LED supporter. We've done some sort of LED exposing at cyber for since about 2010 um you know got in production 2012 2013 uh and now i would say about 85 percent of our photopolymer manufacturing is done with an led exposure uh just installed actually last week our third led exposure system mm-hmm. and what we're seeing is like 50 percent reduction in variation of our photopolymer relief Another 30% variation in the highlight dot formation and about a 15% reduction in, in our midtones. Um, and we're, what we're seeing that uh, is A, it helps our process be more consistent. We're having less internal remakes. It's reducing mm-hmm. the risk of us of producing a plate that doesn't live up to our high quality standards. But at the same time, we're delivering a more consistent plate to our customers, which is allowing them to come to color faster. It's reducing their make ready. Um, it's allowing us to put things on the on the plates and it'll print on the packaging on the presses that are being able to deliver a high higher quality graphic that fits the original design intent, the original expectation of these designers. And that makes everybody happy when you're trying to manage expectations of an idea to a reality of a package, they're doing uh these tools are helping us really do that. So, you know, we're LED exposure has really helped us jump to the next level and really 
look at Fluxo packaging that was for a long time looked as a looked down on as a printing process. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's becoming a premier process because of what we're having, all the different variety of things we're having to to print on. Uh, and that's what we're printing on is changing, right? We're printing on folding carton and materials. We're printing on papers. We're printing on plastic films, but plastic is bad. So we're putting in new materials, new compostable plastics, recycled plastics, non, you know, PLA films and all sorts of other, uh, other things. And we've got to get ink to stick on them. Uh, and that's a, that's a challenging thing to do. Uh, and this LED technology and some of the advanced screening that you're, that are coming, into the market from companies like Esco and 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 Hybrid um, are allowing us to you know put ink on film on a very reliable, predictable, consistent basis. Yeah, I don't think people appreciate what you just described, which is how do you get the ink to stick? It's uh yeah. again, it's packaging. You assume it's easy to do, it ain't so easy, especially in a weird format or a weird with a weird medium that people aren't used yep. to. Um, and everything is everything's unique too. Nothing. Yeah, no no process is the same, right? Yeah, exactly. Kevin, to maybe round out our circle and close today, you talked a little bit about these large uh, producers, you know, the global brands that have to have long runs and and the issues there. What about the other side of the spectrum? You know, what what does a new uh, and up and coming brand need to think about as they maybe go to market for the first time in terms of creating the packaging that's really going to attract attention and get, you know, distinguish them from the crowd, so to speak? Yeah, I think they've they've got quite a, a unique challenge, but I think there's some solutions in the marketplace that are helping them. So, you know, your small brand, your startup, um, obviously we're, we're talking about printing stuff in, Fle- in Flexo. It's a manufacturing process. There's graphics and, and consumables involved in making that happen. And there's some sort of mid-run quantity that just financially, you know, all printers are going to know what it – in order for them to make money – this is how few they have to produce to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And often that, that number is, is higher than what the brand really wants to buy the first time out of the package. You know, they're really kind of market testing this as they kind of enter the, enter the space. And so two things. One is digital print using new digital technology, which enables, you know, really short run packaging and figuring out how that fits in your ecosystem, uh, whether you're producing, you know, one, ten, a hundred, a thousand, and, and, and growing um, that as the technology gets better, uh, and making sure that that digital equipment still meets the same needs in terms of safety, food safety, you know, ink, inks aren't contaminating the food and odors aren't contaminating anything, making sure that still meets, this, meets that space. So digital is kind of open the door for a lot of small brands open the door and get uh, get some some movement on their packaging which you often see the big guys doing less and less innovation on their side and they are investing money as uh, into these companies as small incubators to see if they can grow and then buying those companies and rolling them into their into their brand so it's kind of created a nice little ecosystem for these small brands to play and find niches in the in, in consumer behavior especially as our generations change and who's shopping in the stores, you know, that's, that, that's neat. Um, the other side is fixed pallet printing. Uh, a lot of, we've done a lot of work over the last 10 years on getting a, a asset set up where it's got the, it's, it's got a single set of, of process conditions and you're just changing the graphics and not changing the manufacturing. So making that asset more stable in terms of its changeover and its ability to combo stuff together and run multiple items together to drive down min run quantities, reduce costs, make it more sustainable. Um, you know, there's been a lot of 
uh, a lot of talk from a lot of companies and some big companies have moved all their business to EG, but it's also allowed small companies um, to, you know, combo stuff together and reduce those minimum companies and get it done and get done in Flexo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and we need tools to make sure that if we've got fixed pallet printing, we're no longer allowed to make make changes on press. Like you're no longer designing on the press anymore. You've got to design and do all your alterations in in pre press. And that's when you need a company um, like ours. You need and you need tools like uh, remote approval, remote color approval, um, so you're not shipping proofs back and forth. So like remote director and, and ICS color, having a tool that allows us to take a, a known press profile apply it to a PDF and show it to a customer online and know and guarantee that they're calibrated color on screen and they can cycle through those changes a lot faster and get that pushed, um, you know, pushed through the supply chain a lot faster than, than relying on shipping uh, FedEx proofs around. Because what we've seen is throughout coming out of COVID, the idea of this remote work and not being in an office and having multiple people in multiple locations you know, we're shipping more proofs or shipping proofs around to different locations just to get color approved where we're going to try to harness a new tool like a remote director to help direct that color approval and control it where we couldn't control it before with on the monitor. So we're really excited about uh, using that with, with some of the small brands. And brands like Kraft have embraced this as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good to see a, a, a big global brand uh, understand the importance and the benefit they get from something like this. That's great advice, especially for an up-and-coming brand, no doubt. So we really appreciate it. This is, uh, I hope other people find that as fascinating as I do because there's a lot of, there's so much thought and there's so much planning that really goes into an effective execution on a brand strategy. And I think you outlined it really well today. It's so, a, I, that's why I love the grocery store. You go down there and you just realize all the work that goes into that. At the end of the day, it's there to do two things, like attract attention and protect the product, uh, and we like to add our protection too, is protect the brand, uh, so they're successful when they are in the store and they do attract that consumer's attention. Nobody takes you a while to get out of the grocery store because you're going to critique every single package up and down the aisle. Right? It does. My wife won't grocery shop with me anymore because I spend too much time looking at packaging and not making and not making the decisions that she wants me to. Make. <laughs> That's funny. Well, listen, uh, Kevin, it was great talking to you today. I really appreciate the opportunity to hear more about cyber graphics and all the great work you folks are doing. So this is terrific. Um, we'll hope you'll join us again uh, as you continue to grow and do interesting things for sure. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the opportunity. For those uh, who came in maybe in the middle, just want to remind everyone that this is the Think Factory podcast powered by OGC Solutions. And uh, today we had the privilege of talking to Kevin Borkwin, who is the uh, VP of Operations at Cyber Graphics. Where can folks uh, find Cyber Graphics on the web? Uh, cyber-graphics.com is our website. Check us out. Come look. We, we'd love to help you, in, uh, whether you're a printer or an agency or a brand, perfecting pre-press, protecting brands. Terrific. Well, thanks again for the opportunity, and we'll sign off for today and see you next time. Thank you. 